Welcome to Regaining Dominion, empowering people to live above life's circumstances. Let's join Pastor Dwight for today's message. Today the title of my message is, It Pays to Obey. Amen. Praise God. Mm, turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 15. 1 Samuel chapter 15 and go with me to verse 22. 1 Samuel 15 and 22, the word says, And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Glory to God. And we know this familiar and famous scripture took place when King Saul chose to do what pleased himself and what pleased the people instead of fully carrying out God's instructions. He kind of went partway, did his own thing. In Saul's case, he lost a physical kingdom. In our case, we give away our own kingdom authority when we disobey. So many of us as Christians think that the Christian life is a takeout menu. We can do what we want. We can do what pleases us. And somehow we think that we can just pick and choose what we do and how we live and we'll just be blessed and happy. I have news for you. The kingdom of God doesn't operate that way. It's not like the all-you-can-eat buffet where you go around and you say, I think I'll have some crab legs today. Hallelujah. I'll fix some salmon. The shrimp looks good. I won't take the pork. I'll take the beef. And we just pick and choose. And we do what we want. No, it doesn't work that way. It's not rituals of do's and don'ts. We can't get a list and put a list here to hear all the do's and here are all the don'ts. No. But the Spirit of God is on the inside of you, indwelling each one of you as a child of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen? The Spirit of God on the inside of us, He will lead us, He will guide us, He will lead us into all truth, He will prompt us. Amen? As long as you're alive to God, you are born again. The Spirit of God on the inside of you dwells within you to guide you, to instruct you, and to lead you. When you read the Word and meditate on the Word, He will bring those things to your remembrance. You'll be doing something and your conscience will be alert to say, oh, don't go there. Amen? So we're not trying to give you a list of do's and don'ts. Guess what? The Old Testament proved that. That even if the list of do's and don'ts came down from the mountain on a stone tablet carved by the finger of God, human beings have no power to carry it out. So guess what? We won't try that again. If when God himself used his own handwriting to do it, people couldn't do it. We're not going to put up any do's and don'ts. We'll give you guiding principles from the word of God that the Holy Spirit can take it and activate it and energize it in your life so you can live a victorious Christian life. Amen? Praise God. You see, people of God, you either want to live in the power and in the glory of God, or like the word came this morning, or the glory train will pass you by. You have a choice. Choose wisely. Amen. 
Turn with me to the book of 1 Kings, chapter 13. 1 Kings, chapter 13. And we'll begin reading from the first verse. We like to let you open up the word and look at it for yourself and get familiar with the word and feed on it for yourself. Yeah, you can paraphrase and you can get it, but it's good. You know, it said, let this word not depart from your eyes. Amen. So we want to lay hold of the word. First Kings chapter 13, beginning at the first verse. And behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. And he cried against the altar in the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, thus saith the Lord, behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name, and upon thee shall he offer the priests of the high places that burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall be burnt upon thee. And he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign which the Lord hath spoken. Behold, the altar shall be rent, and the ashes that are upon it shall be poured out. And it came to pass, when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, which cried out against the altar in Bethel, that he put forth his hand from the altar, saying, Lay hold on him. And his hand which he put forth against him dried up, so that he could not pull it again to him. The altar also was rent, and the ashes poured out from the altar, according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. And the king answered and said unto the man of God, Entreat now the face of the Lord thy God and pray for me that my hand may be restored to me again. And the man of God besought the Lord and the king's hand was restored him again and became as it was before. Amen. Glory to God. Let's just pause there. See what's happening? The man of God came forth in the demonstration power of God, decreeing and declaring the thus saith the Lord. He was walking in demonstration power and signs and wonders. Mm-mm-mm. You see, when he was talking, he said he came at the word of the Lord and began to prophesy against the altar. And the king, I mean, hey, I'm the king. Who is this man? Who, you know, this stranger, this Johnny come lately, come to town, trying to tell us what to do and prophesy against my altar. He stretched out his hand. I'm the king now, you know. The king says, ha, seize him. When the king stretched out his hand, it withered. He couldn't pull it back. The man was being covered by the power and the glory of God. When the king stretched out his hand, boom. People of God, when you come to demonstration power, God will confirm his word concerning you before kings and governors and dignitaries and principalities and powers in Jesus' mighty name. We do not bow to dethrone power because the greater one who lives on the inside of us. Amen. So it doesn't matter in the natural what position and authority they have. When you come in that place of obedience to God, walk on the thus saith the Lord can't touch you. Amen? Now what's the backstory to this? You see, the kingdom of Israel had not been divided at this time. There was a northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. Where did that come from? Remember Solomon? Son of David? Rose to the throne? And guess what? He looked around. God established him with wisdom, with wealth and glory. Everything, even secular people. If they list all the richest people that have ever lived on the face of the earth, King Solomon is up there in that list. You know that? When they put everybody of all times, even secular people, King Solomon is up there. God blessed him abundantly. And what did he do? He looked around. He said, hey, 
I don't know what the word of God says, but I want to be like everybody else. I look around, I see kings. And you know, this king had a, had a harem and he had, a, what did Solomon have? Like 700 wives and 300 concubines. Because I want to be like everybody else. I can't go on the straight and narrow and do things God's way. I want to be like everybody else. And guess what? Permissiveness had a price tag then as it has a price tag today. What did the word say? It said, and his wives turned his heart away from the Lord his God. And that's opened up the door to destruction. So by the time he got to the next generation, his son Rehoboam came after him, the kingdom was rent in two. Ten, king, ten tribes went one way, and two tribes went the other. Hey, his kingdom is split. So now this king, Jeroboam, who we see here, now, he is you know, in charge of Israel. And now God is beginning to deal with Judah to say, reestablish the things of God and begin to serve the true and living God. Now Jeroboam is now afraid. He says, hey, if people are not serving the true and living God, if people from my kingdom go back down into Judah to serve the true and living God, they will turn away from me and go back now and Israel will be united and I will lose my status. So now he's all concerned about his status, his position, his prestige. He's not concerned about serving the true and living God. So what does he do? He sets up his own counterfeit religious system. He sets up his own altars. He now appoints his own priests. He now has his own religious system. And what does he put as his objects for people to worship? He creates what? His golden calves. Where did golden calves come from? Right back out of Egypt. This is generations later they come out of Egypt. You got them out of Egypt, but you couldn't get the Egypt out of them. So what did it? What was done on the inside? It came back out on the outside. You see, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. <laughs> you see, a, a, a fresh water source cannot bring forth salty water. A fig tree cannot bring forth grapes. What's done on the inside of you is going to come out. So people, if you look around your life and see what's around you in your life today, that is a reflection of what is on the inside of you. If you think your life is being determined by external force and circumstances, think again. It's not what's going on around you that's determining where you are today. It's what's springing up on the inside of you. So if you don't like what you see, check what's on the inside of you. Don't go blame anybody else. It's not the government's fault. It's not your mother's fault. It's not society's fault. It's not the big man's fault. What's on the inside of you? You see, for out of the heart, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows the issues of life. You see, what is in your life is flowing out of your heart, people of God. I'm not making up. The word says that. So he's now created his own religious system. And God has now sent forth the man of God from Judah to go and confront him. With signs and wonders, the altar cracked, broken down, the king's hand was, was withered up, and, and you know, the man had to intercede for him for it to be restored. People of God, when you walk in God's plan for your life, you will go forth with might and power, and you are untouchable. Now, if we continue reading, go down to verse 7. In the same chapter, it says. And the king said unto the man of God, Come home with me and refresh thyself, and I will give thee a reward. You see, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. You see the 180 degree turnaround? Before you seize him, grab him. Seize him to do what? To lock him up, off with his head. <laughs> when he saw demonstration power, whoa, he just turned around. He said, oh, come, come, come. You know, <laughs> I have a reward for you. Let's continue reading. Verse 8. 
And the man of God said unto the king, If thou wilt give me up to half thine house, I will not go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For so was it charged me by the word of the Lord, saying, Eat no bread, nor drink water, nor turn again by the, the same way that thou camest. So he went another way, and returned not by the way that he came to Bethel. Amen? What, what is happening here? You see, he's got an instruction from the Lord. So far, so good. God told him, go and prophesy. He went and prophesied. God told him, don't go back the way you came. He didn't go back the way he came. Why? Because he was obedient to the word of the Lord. You know, the word tells us, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Now, in general, is there anything wrong with, with drinking water? No. There's no scripture that says you shouldn't drink water. And the scripture said you shouldn't eat bread? No. There's no scripture that says you shouldn't eat bread. Is there a scripture that says you shouldn't never go back the same way you came? No. Otherwise, most of us will be in trouble just to get to work or to get to church. Most of us come the same way, coming one way and going back the other. So what was the specific thing here? He had a specific word from the Lord. You see, so there's a general word that we all need to obey, but then God is going to give us specific words on the inside of us that we are in his will, his call, his plan for our lives, and we need to begin to walk in it. You see, when he begins to call us to walk in it, you see, right now we see this young man, so far he is doing well. Because guess what? You know, he has passed the test of not being enticed away by the ungodly. Now here's the ungodly king saying, oh, come, come with me. Go home with me. I'll just make a party for you and celebrate you. Wow, you're the man. I said, no, no, no. He says, king, if you give me a half of your kingdom, I won't go with you. Because the word of the Lord said, don't do it. So he passed the test of not being enticed by the world. Remember the scripture tells us, be not unequally yoked with the unbelievers. What fellowship does light have with darkness? You see, people of God, you see, sometimes darkness is beckoning to you. It, 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 it presents in a way that, oh, it's not so bad. What do you think? It's not so bad. Just come and hang with us. But you've got to know what God has called you to do. When they're calling you off in their path to be like us, to throw in, you know, you've got to draw the line. This broadcast has been brought to you by friends and partners of Dominion in Christ International Ministries. If you're in the greater Toronto area, please join us for one of our services. We are located at 5359 Timberley Boulevard, Unit 61, Mississauga, Ontario. For more information, please go to www.dominionword.org or call 905-282-1226.